Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the M2 Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Entz, and today, y'all, I was literally sitting in a meeting just now, and I was like, I just feel like I need to record this right away, because I I just feel like I need to record this right away. Here's the five-year plan. It doesn't exist. She's gone. This episode, as you can tell by the title, is called Throwing Away My Five-Year Plan, or maybe just renovating it. And here's why I say that. I want to start this episode with a disclaimer to not be like, why would you... Because someone... Because I used to be defensive about uh, having a plan. Everybody should have a plan. Everybody needs to have, um, you know, know where you're going in life. Okay. I agree. But I think it's a little more nuanced once again. (laughs) And things just change when you come under the blood. I don't know how to explain it. I just walk this stuff out with the Lord and, um, you know, this is just the way life goes. So I'm glad to be here with you guys again for another video episode. I don't have any feedback of if anybody loved this yet because the newest episode on like the Trader Joe's favorites, Dating Rejection, literally just went up last week. But I think this is good. Um, And especially when we're having like more heart-to-hearts like this, it's just like... Babe, if you want to go, like, make your dinner, make your breakfast, sit down in front of your laptop and, like, just hang out with me, I would love that. I'm so here for it. And so, anyway, for today, we're talking about throwing away our five-year plans. Figuratively, but also kind of not. So, I... Here's, like, where the renovation part comes in. If you have a... X amount of year plans, even like the next 42 minutes of your life. Well, that's a bit extreme. But long-term plan that you are holding with the absolute death grip, as in, dear Jesus, do not come near this plan because I'm going to do this and you're going to bless it. You're missing out, babe. Like, I'm not going to be like, you're the worst, but you're just missing out. Like, you really are. And so I spent a lot of my life having maybe even a 10-year plan because I there were things that I knew I just wanted to do in the timeline that I wanted to do them from a young age. And so um, I don't think I ever like pressured myself in a really bad way to be like, if you don't do this, you're a failure. But I'm carrying these things throughout the years and I'm like disappointed by timelines in a way. Um, 11 year old me probably would have thought like I would have been married and like having my first baby or something by now. But again, um, I think Banning Liebscher came to like talk to our class not too long ago. And what he said was absolutely groundbreaking, shattering, earth shattering for me (laughs) in the best way possible. Because he said like, dude, like with the plans that you have for your life, Hand them over to the Lord and, like, let him give you the metrics for, like, where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing. Because you're often, like, frustrated with what's going on in your life. And it's, like, a plan that 10-year-old you made. So if I'm frustrated that I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, nine times out of ten it's because I had some conscious, subconscious expectation that it needed to happen that way. And I decided that when I was like 10 or 11 or even 15. And it's like, why is 15-year-old decisions, I mean, 15-year-old me making 
the life plan for 22-year-old me. Like, it sounds kind of silly in that way, doesn't it? And so I want to honor plans. The Bible talks about committing your plans to the Lord, Him making them prosper and succeed. And, like, God is a God of structure. But I want to say... I don't even want to say, like, throwing away necessarily it, but opening, leaving your hand open just like this. And that let the plans of God just sit on it. And that, um, or your own plans, whatever. And that, that way, when things start going in a way that you maybe didn't expect, or the timelines are different, you're not, like, angry with God. Because the Word of God says, like, hope deferred makes your heart sick. And so if you've created this crispy little timeline for yourself and it's like not going the way that it's going and your five-year plan is crumbling, it's the grace of God, to be quite frank, because clearly he knows something that you don't, as he tends to do. And so anyway, I just wanted to sit down for this episode and be like, the clarion call of this whole thing is if you're going to plan, okay, just make sure that it's submitted to the Lord. Because I think you shouldn't have like an idea of where you think you could be like dream with the Lord like you can sit down like I have a couple of things that are swirling around in my head that ideally in their programs that would lock me in for something quote-unquote I say that very loosely because only God can really lock me into anything because I would have thought I would have been locked into college four years in a row but then I ended up taking a gap year before the semester before my graduation to come and seek the Lord at ministry school so really anything is possible this is what I'm talking about like Open hands, open hands, open hands. Because I could have so easily been like, there's no way God is asking me to do this. Can't you see that I'm locked into this bachelor's program? Like, clearly you're not asking me to do that. And it was like, no, like, pivot. Let the Lord give you a beautiful, unconventional life. And so anyway, whole point of this, submit your plans to the Lord. Don't hold your plans with a death grip and... If the Lord's telling you, throw away that five-year plan, we're flying by the book I have written for you, better get in the car. Better get in the car and let them drive. So, a couple of little encouragements. I have weird little bullet points, whatever. But I did want to start with Jeremiah 29 11. That's going to preface this whole thing because you have to, in order to be able to like truly release the plans that you have and like what you want and your desires and there's nothing wrong with that like the word talks about the lord giving you the desires of your heart it's just unto what you know so anyway letting the lord sort out those desires letting him give you his desires the more that you grow and like grow in the lord and like the further you go in your sanctification journey Like, you have the mind of Christ, and it just becomes more of this drive that you have to just want to honor God in everything you do. And so sometimes those desires that you have are literally just perfectly in sync with His, because you're just growing in unity. Um, Well, I don't want to say growing in unity, because you're already unionized. Like, when when Christ died, we died with Him. If we died a death like Him, we live a life like Him. That's Bible. But, like, you just grow in intimacy, and so you become, like, you grow in each other's like mindsets you get what i mean and so jeremiah 29 11 says for i know the thoughts that i think toward you says the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope so before like you before you're willing to just like hand these plans over like the lord is patient like he cares so much on the journey about what you learn about who he is 
and how he moves and what's on his heart to be like, okay, Rebecca's probably not going to get this right away. I want to show her that I'm trustworthy and she'll, she'll give me her plans. It's just by default. The more she trusts me, the more willing she'll be able to like release that death grip. And so, um, understanding that every plan that the Lord has for you is like peaceful and not of evil to give you a future, to give you a hope. And so that foundation is extremely important. So that trust in God, um, asking the Lord, like just a little practical of like, Lord, oh my God, I just raised my hands in the air. I surrender. This is the way that I see my life going. This is what I want. Search me, God. Know me. Try me. If you see any unclean way in me, like, lead me in the way of, ever, of like, your everlasting way. Like, search me. Take out all the gunk. If there's any, like, desires in me that aren't of you and that, like, need to be purged out, so be it, Lord. I trust that your plans are good. Grow me in trusting you. Thank you for showing me that you're trustworthy. Help me to believe it. And it starts to, like, free your heart. To be like, oh, okay, I don't have to have this whole thing figured out. And so much of that is just tied into identity of like, I will never forget, hopefully, the first time I ever came to Upper Room, October of 2021, and on the prayer set, the man who's prayer leading says, in essence, kids don't get in the SUV or get in the car and like tell the parent where they're going like there's this this childlikeness and getting in the back of this suv and being like dad mom like where are we going today like what's what's written for this day you know what i mean and so there's this childlikeness like i was getting so worked up about something the other day i'm not going to get into the fullness of it but i realized like the lord was showing me that there was this kind of um I had this responsibility that wasn't even truly mine. Like I felt so tense and so aggravated and so angry because I felt like I had to be the grown up and I had to just figure it out when I'm literally a child of God and I have the most wonderful dad who just delights in handling my affairs and he just works it out. He's like, I'm gonna just give it to me. Like I'm gonna handle it. What do you mean? I literally had like this sigh of relief and like this holy little chuckle because I was like, oh my goodness, it really is that simple. Like, I have a dad who just wants to handle my affairs, and he does it perfectly. I don't have to wake up and understand everything about my life, all the nuances of it, all the layers, all the details. Like, I don't, we don't have the facilities for that, man. Like, we, we don't have it. And so we get stressed, and we're like, God, where are you? Why isn't this working? Da, da, da. He's like, if you would literally just come like a child, you would realize I've got this whole thing under control. Watch me work it out. Some of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen happen in my life are because I took my hands off and just let God do what God wants to do. And so trusting in God, understanding your identity in him is so key when you're like learning to just live by the spirit the word of god says that like the spirit is like the wind like you don't know where it's going where it's coming from and that's the same spirit that lives in us and so it doesn't mean that we have no structure we have no organization the lord is the lord of order but your ability to pivot with the lord is key because if you if we like just get locked into things and we're like 
again, coming back to like even the whole program, college, whatever deal, it's like everything needs to be on the altar at all times. That, yeah, I love this. I'm doing this thing. Thank you, Lord. You gifted me with this thing. But if you ask me to pack it up and book it tomorrow, so be it. And so, again, understanding your identity, trusting in your father, trusting in the plans of God. Um, and also understanding that, like, the bread that we get is daily. Like, <laughs> we get the provision, the insight, whatever, that we need when we need it. And so, trying to have this kind of, um, I'll just say this, the Lord gives exactly what you need. He gives enough light for the steps of the journey that you need to take. He does, He's not in the business of overwhelming us. He enjoys the journey with us. He's not, like, he... Seldom do you really just get full-blown blueprints for, like, the rest of your life. Like, it wouldn't really require faith. Not really. Like, to an extent, because you're trying to, like, walk out the manifestation of the thing. But it's just one day at a time. And so, even the word says, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own set of issues. Let it worry about itself. So, the command to us, again, like, you don't worry about that. Nine times out of ten, if I'm trying to really craft a very diligent plan that's like, this is supposed to be indestructible. Again, see how I keep coming back to saying, like, there's nothing wrong with the plan. It's just the heart of the plan, who it's dedicated to, like, what it's unto, and the heart posture of the plan. And how willing you are to surrender it at all times. So plan, but with the Lord in mind. So anyway, um... Not that, like I was saying, like nine times out of ten, like if I'm making this super iron fisted, like, um, actually that's not the word I want to use. If I'm making like this super detailed plan that needs to be followed to the T, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, there's a, there's a, a type of fear attached to it. Definitely. Because I'm like, why exactly does it have to go this way? Clear, there's either pride or fear attached to it. Either I think that I know more than God and I don't need his help and I'm just making this plan and I'm going to rock with it. Or I'm fearful that he's not going to come through in the way that he said he would. So I have to forge this path for myself. Like, and pride and fear like to work in tangent. And so just being mindful of those things. And so, yes, again, I also wrote, um, holding the plans of God with open hands, not tightly closed fists. Probably going to keep coming back to that because it's just critical. Um, and seeking the Lord often, it's like... Whenever kings, like you'll see in the Old Testament, like before they go to battle or some like life-altering big deal of a thing, they'll be like, let's go consult the seer, the prophet, because they're going to hear from the Lord on, for, on my behalf or whatever about this thing. And God, I, whoo, I really believe there is a certain type of blessing and honor that the Lord sets on people, on a people who seek his face. And who care what he thinks. Like the word of God says like seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added unto you. Seek, seek, seek. Ask, seek, knock. All of these things, right? Um, just jumping into things in the name of jumping into things. And like just not asking the Lord like if it's a go or not. It's just not the wisest thing to do. And I feel like there's a... 
dare I say, there's a little bit of almost like a dishonoring in that. Like, I'm not, if you're purposefully being like, I'm not going to consult God about that, I think I'm good. It's like, mm, even just a quick, hey, Lord, what do we think? Like, you will feel something. Like, you'll, you can get an impression. You can hear something mentally. The Lord can bring someone to literally be like, yeah, have you been thinking about doing da 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 I just feel like the Lord was like, yes. Or, like, the Lord was like, mm, maybe not. But, of course, take it up with the Lord, right? Because you test every word that you get testing spirits. And so it's just worth consulting, like especially like if you're picking your degree program, your next job, like if you're about to like start having kids, like if you're dating someone, like just ask God. He sh he really likes to share things, and he's in the business of warning people. He's in the business of encouraging them. Like get a word from the Lord. You don't even have to go text a prophet. Get a word from the Lord for yourself. Say, Lord, I'm your child. I want to know something. Can you please tell me if this is a go or if this is not a go? And sometimes you don't hear anything. And now, now things start to get particularly interesting. Cause it's like, what was that about? And sometimes it's just him being like, I trust you in this. Like, I've given you a lot of wisdom that I've bestowed on you. I've, you've learned a lot about me, you know my character, and I'm giving you a sense of like free agency to just try something. Hmm, that's fun. Now what? You try the thing, and then the Lord's really good at redirecting if something's off or wrong. Like, you see why it's just easier? It literally is easier, in a sense, to just put everything in a box and be like, God, I'm giving this to you. Give me what I need at the time that I need it. Everything that I need to know at the time that I need to know it. This is what I'd like to do. This is what I ideally I think this should look like. If you disagree, I'm all ears. And just keeping it pushing. So it's like, what's the five-year plan? If somebody's asking you, maybe you're a recent like, high school graduate, you're about to graduate high school, college, you're transitioning jobs, whatever. I'm like, so what's next? What's, what's the, if you don't know, that's okay. You'd be like, and I think the, the, the answer for everyone is just, I'm following God. Like if you're following the Lord, just tell them that. Say I'm following the Lord. And the beauty thing about, the beautiful thing about that, at least in my own life, is like, even when you say things like that, and sometimes people are like, this means it's probably, this girl is probably just going to be doing nothing. Okay, or not. And the Lord has given me just so many beautiful, at least like academic successes in my life in the last couple of years. And it's been from the fruit of being like, Lord, I just want to do what you want me to do. Show me how to do it. Show me where to go. And so I, that just makes me so giddy. Like the Lord, oh God, he looks out. Y'all, I kid you not. Last night I was feeling a little bit curious and I um I did like this research paper kind of like short term marathon if you will. It was called a paper chase at my university last year. And it was giving really undergraduate students and whoever else like the opportunity to get published. And undergrad students just don't get published that often, at least to my understanding. It's typically like something that you have to do a lot in grad school. I was like, Lord, like, how cool would it be to get published? Go through the paper chase. I work with my team. I love my team. We get the paper written. And we get published about, like, a year later. But, or a little less than, 
like maybe nine months later. And I couldn't find like my name in the my university's database. And so now the dust has kind of settled and like I guess the article has been disseminated. And so I was like, Lord, how fun would it be if I could just like look up my name? excuse me, look at my name in my university's library database and, like, have the opportunity to even cite myself. I type in my name in the database and I was like, this is nuts. This is, <laughs> this is literally nuts. And I, I raised an Ebenezer because that was the kindness of the Lord because I felt very seen in that because even in taking, like, a year off of school, like, I love academia. I really do. I would stay in school about as long as you'd let me. But I feel like no one has explicitly scorned me for taking like nine months off of school and be like, you're about, but there is this kind of like, you're about to graduate. Why take the time off? Why, why, in essence, why this waste? Right? And this guy actually gave me a word when I first came, um, when I first moved to Dallas for ministry school. And he was like, a lot of people would not want to be in your position right now, but like the Lord is honoring your yes. And I was like, and I had another word from somebody like the first week that I moved here. And he was like, people think you're crazy, but I'm like the Lord sees and he's telling you like you're in the right place. And so, like, there's still, and, like, I'm about to literally do my second paper chase. I got into, like, this Ivy League program for the summer, and I'm just like, why should this be happening right now other than God? And it's like, seek the kingdom first, and then all these things will be added unto you, and it's going to look different based on an individual life. But I just wanted to say, like, follow God. Doors open for me personally that I would have never dreamed of and it's not to be like look at me it's just it's so amazing look at God sincerely 100% and so hold these plans like this I really hope that encourages you because it's like when the Lord starts asking you to do unconventional things that you're like mm, are you sure you said that I don't know it might be weird it might be God do it and so anyway just wanted to say that too um and yeah Oh, also this concept of, well, I don't even want to say concept. There's a fact here, and we find it in Psalm um, chapter 139, verses 16 through 17. And it's about the book of your life. Now, um, I don't want to say that word. Sometimes I do get a little bit peeved when I hear, like, the terminology of, like, or the saying, the Lord is still writing your story. No, he's not. Like, I, and to my understanding, no, he's not. Because there, in scripture, it's referenced that there's an actual book for, like, a person's life that the Lord already ordained. And to me, what I do, listen, I barely scratch the surface of anything that I know about God. But from what I do know is that, like, he's omniscient. And, like, he knows the beginning from the end. So to me, it makes sense even in Ecclesiastes, thank you, Lord, there's a verse that's like, everything that's to be has already been, and everything that has been has already, like, it, it's set in stone. Like, yes, there's grace and there's flexibility and redirection, but I think there's, that there's so many dimensions to that, 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 that it can coexist, like, with grace and whatever else. So anyway, 
Psalm 139, 16 through 17 says, all the, days, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So I have a book of my life that's been in the supernatural, like in the heavenlies, just sitting there before I even hit the earth. And it says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of, is the sum of them. And so going back to this thing, like you can trust the Lord, like he has precious thoughts towards us and they're as more than like the sand on the seashore. It says how vast is the sum of them and that there's a literal book that has the days of your life already ordained and set. So that means I don't even need a five, my own five-year plan. Like I'll, I'll craft something. I think that the Lord can be like, you know, sit down, dream with me, whatever. Again, like I want to keep saying that because I don't want somebody to be like, this girl's just living life by the seat of her pants, never knows what she wants to do. Like, no, I have I have dreams, goals, ambitions, you name it. It's just what I'm doing with them. And so um, something that I found to be helpful for years would literally just be waking up and being like, okay, Lord, this is another day. Thank you for this day. Please help me to live this day according to the day that was already written in the book for me. And those days... Very beautiful. Like there's this surrender to be, because I feel like this is going to be some weird theology, so I'm not going to get into that because I, I could be extremely wrong. But the crux of this here is just there's a book of your life. There's a way to live by it. Just ask the Lord to help you live by the book. Um, and so, yeah, again, God's plans are good. And he's perfect in handling your affairs. And he also delights in handling your affairs. And so if you don't know what to do, praise the Lord. If you're having a clue of what you want to do, praise the Lord. Like, <sighs> I had a thought and it left me. Can you believe that? I can. <laughs> but anyway, Proverbs 16.9 also says, A man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And so... It's along the lines of, like, the man plans, God laughs. Okay, well, I prefer this first personally. I mean, I'm sure maybe the Lord's gotten a little holy chuckle out of my plans before, but I don't know. I, uh, do I have a thought right now? This is the weird thing about video episodes. It's like, when I'm on GarageBand, I will literally just hit pause. I'll be like, mm, there's no thoughts behind these brown eyes. I'm coming back in a second. And then on the video, it's like... You guys want to have a staring contest while I gather my thoughts? Um, Lord, anything? Okay. Um, so that's pretty much that then. What's the five-year plan? Follow God. Love God. See the kingdom first. Let everything be added unto you. Any plan that you have, any blueprint that you have from the Lord, thank the Lord for it hold it with an open hand not a closed fist always be in the heart posture of surrender you'll be fine you really will be you will be and so anyway i love you guys so much thank you for tuning in to yet again another episode of the unto podcast it's always a pleasure being with you guys um if you love this episode please rate it it helps us with the rankings and everything um i say us as if i'm not just here as myself in this room maybe it helps us <laughs> but anyway also stay connected 
Um, you can read my writing at um, rebeccaintswrites.medium.com. I'll link it in the description box. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at the Unto Podcast, and also the same handle on TikTok. And so, yeah, I love you guys. Always a pleasure being with you again. And this has been the Unto Podcast.